This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Cricket on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back to the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. I'm Ed Hawkins, pro cricket picker. And this is episode four, you lucky people, because we're winning you lots of money. If you've been following our shows from the outset and making notes as you went, you'd be finding plenty of profits in your bank account. Uh, with me, as ever, is John Wright, former odds maker and cricket expert. We've got three big games to get through, John, this week. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Ed. Not too bad. Back in a few winners, thankfully. And... Uh... Good to be on the show again. Good stuff. Let's uh, let's have a look at these three matches we've got then. Uh, we've got Sri Lanka versus Australia in a 50-over match on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the Netherlands take on England in a 50-over match. That's right, the Dutch, Holland, the Netherlands. They've got plenty of names, um, but not plenty of players. They're not doing so well. And finally, arguably the biggest of them all is the third and final test match, England versus New Zealand from Thursday. It's a big game. Um, I think we're probably going to start with Sri Lanka versus Australia, John. Um, okay. Sri Lanka 2-1 up in a five-match series. What have you spotted value-wise from the game so far? Well, I think, well, I think, I think what we said on the previous show, Ed, was that um, with Australia, this, 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 this tour is, is so long, isn't it? I mean, it's very, very condensed. I think it's eight matches so far in uh, in 17 days. Uh, a test match coming up in Gaul, literally five or six days away. Uh, so, so I think what's happened is that the Australians have, have, have picked up to the injuries. They st- they've obviously started the, the tour quite well with, with the T20, winning the T20 uh, series 2-1. But then in, in the ODIs, they've, they've, well, they've, they've made some mistakes. They're back. That their top order batsmen have not been getting runs. Uh, I think you said Ed in one of the previous shows. You, in in ODI in ODI international cricket, you need one of your top four, top five to score uh, big runs. And when I say big runs, I'm talking about eighty, maybe a hundred, hundred plus. West Indies, even though West Indies do struggle in in fifty over cricket, they do get players that score a hundred, as you said, Shy Hope, guys like that. Australia in this series, it's all been cameos with the bats, ridiculous yeah. cameo like thirties, cheap, quick thirties, which which is good in good in twenty twenty cricket, isn't it, um, Ed? Where you know a, a quick thirty off of ten balls, fifteen balls will win you a game as long as everyone else is sort of, um, chipping in as well. But in ODI cricket, fifty overs, the longer format, you need a batsman to play a long inning and, and, and dig in. And have the rest of the team bat around him. And Australia have failed to do that, especially in the last two games. Little cameos of 20 and 30s are not going to win you ODI games. And, and also, I think the, 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 the lack of spin as well, the spin and the spin department 
Australia have been lacking without Adam Zampa. Adam Zampa's on paternity leave. He's not on this tour, not on the white ball tour. And their bowlers, their leg spin bowling especially has been lacking. To have Marnus Labashane being your, your leg spinner in your side is, is ridiculous. They obviously don't trust Swepson. He bowls too full, bowls a lot of full tosses. Uh, so I think that's where I see the angle now. I think the impetus is with Sri Lanka. I mean, to win a ser- an ODI series against Australia is a big thing. I think Australia have got one eye on the test match. Smith was injured for the last match. Um, you know, they've rested a couple of bowlers, Australia. You know, players like Stark and Cummings are going to be um, crucial in that test series. So I really do think that the impetus now is with Sri Lanka. I saw the uh, the, the betting for the, the fourth ODI. And I think Sri Lanka are a very, very attractive price at uh, plus two, aren't they? Two, 200? A little bit less. Plus 175 with, um, well, it's an expected... Yeah. Expected lines, isn't it, John? One's yeah. plus one seven five, plus two hundred, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I saw. Out. I saw. I did. I, 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 yeah, I didn't see a lot in it. I didn't see a lot in the mid. I, I, maybe Australia was slight favourites to me. I don't know what you think yourself. No, I, I'm with you on Sri Lanka, and I think the key word there is spin. Uh, I think we've spoken about this before. Uh, this is about stereotypes, guys. Uh, and when a team from one part of the world goes to a completely different part of the world, a different continent, they really struggle to uh, match up in those conditions. So Australia on play at home on hard, fast, bouncy pitches. They don't see a lot of spin bowlers. They see a lot of pace bowlers. So their batsmen are used to that. They've gone to Sri Lanka. They're on a wearing, slow wicket in Palakele. All the games so far have been at Palakele. So... The wicket, the strip is getting a lot of use on it. Now, if you go out into your garden or your yard or whatever and you walk up and down that for a, a day, you're going to see a difference. That's what we're seeing here. So the slow bowlers are getting a lot of grip uh, off that service. And, and Sri Lankans are bowling about, I think they bowled 36 overs of spin. And Australians are just not used to that. So uh, I think that is what is happening here, and that's going to be more important as the series goes on, particularly in the fourth game and the fifth game, um, and that may well tie down Australia. Do you think there's an, uh, an opportunity here, John, to look at an in-play pick with Sri Lanka even getting bigger in odds um, and then waiting for those Sri Lankan spinners to come on and do their work? And Because that's what's been happening, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 pop, yeah possibly. Yeah, possibly, Ed. Possibly that could be the case. I mean, I mean, in these in these uh, these white ball games so far, Aaron Finch has won the toss five times out of six, so he's got no excuse. I mean, to chase in that last game um, seemed a little bit bizarre, as you said, with the with the Jew. It's much harder to grip a grip a ball when you're when you're trying to spin it bowling second. So yeah, I I, I definitely do that. And, and to put it in perspective, that two ninety two chase by Sri Lanka, you know, that's the that's the biggest chase ever in, in ODI cricket. So, I mean, it's usually, usually scores in, in this part of the world are a lot, lot lower. I mean, 292, you'd expect, you'd expect Australia to win that comfortably. But I think, I think they're very much lacking in their bowling department. As you said, the, the spin, they don't, they've got no, what I would call uh spin bowler. Like, I mean, Marnus Lamachain is a, is a utility spin bowler, a, a leg spinner. Um, and uh, as I say, I think I think the seamers have been found wanting. So yeah, I, I just think that Sri Lanka are definitely the value at the prices. Okay, bit of team news for you, Kusum Mendis. 
Sri Lanka's numbers very lightly to miss out. We don't think that's too big a problem because they could bring in Rajapaksa, who's a tremendous hitter, or they could go the other way and just pick, pick an anchor player uh, in Dinesh Chandamal. He's very, very experienced, particularly in these conditions, and could go really well. Rajapaksa might slot in at three. So check the top Sri Lanka money line, a top Sri Lanka batsman money line. We might get plus 500 on Rajapaksa. Um, I also like Jeffrey van der Say, the leg spinner for Sri Lanka. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on him for a while. He's just not the type of bowler that Australia have going to see a lot of, a lot of. So plus three, 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 all the threes for him for top Sri Lanka bowler money line. Uh, what about top Sri Lanka performers with bat and ball for you, John? Anybody you like or dislike? Well, I think if Hasaranga Hasaranga's had a groin strain, hasn't he? So he's, he's missed the last uh, couple of well, missed the last game. I mean, if he comes back, their leg spin, you know, with the guy that you just mentioned and Hasaranga, I, I just think that that improves Sri Lanka's chances. On the Australia side, Australia batsmen, I mean, considering they bat right down to number eight, you've got Cameron Green coming out eight. I mean, none of, none of their top batsmen have, have scored heavily. I mean, okay, um, uh, uh, Glenn Maxwell scored 80, but coming in at seven. I mean, why is Glenn Maxwell coming in at seven? It's ridiculous. I mean, especially in that last game, if he'd have come in a little bit earlier, maybe um, Australia would have got maybe 330, 340 and probably won the game. So for me, I would be looking at the fact that Warner hasn't got any runs. I think uh, apart from one, a 60 that um, Aaron Finch got, Smith's injured. Uh, Labashane hasn't got any runs, so I'm looking at the top of the order. So I think players like Maxwell at play me plus 750, he'd be, he'd be my pick. And also Travis Head at plus uh, 800. They'd, they'd be my two, purely because the Australian top order has been found wanting in this series. Yeah, I've made a note of Maxwell actually myself, John, so we're on the same page there. That's one to put in your notebook, guys. John and I are agreeing on Maxwell there. As he said, plus 750, we think, because of where he's been batting in the order. And I think Australia will get their order right this time. Good. Big green tick for that one. Let's move on. Uh, Lovely stuff. Two games to go still. Uh, Our best picks come at the end of the show. So stick around uh, and you'll pick up the value. Uh, Let's move on to Netherlands versus England. John, it is a 50-over game. It's on Wednesday uh, very tricky picky, this one. <laughs> it's ridiculous stuff. We were talking about it before we came on air. Netherlands plus 1,400, England minus uh, 10,000. It's just a crazy game. Why they're playing it, we don't know. But it's a real test for gamblers, this one. Where is the value in a game like this, John? Where do we start? Well, if, first of all, just to concur what you said, I mean, why this why this fixture, why this series is taking place is unbelievable. England have got a T20 World Cup in Australia, T20 World Cup in Australia starting in October. We've got Test cricket, um, three Test uh, three uh, opponents in, in a long English summer, and we've got an ODI team going to uh, the Netherlands to play this really uncompetitive series. I mean, the 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 the, the, class, the golfing class is huge. I mean, the odds to win the match, I mean, England are t- totally unbackable. So so the value probably lies in, it's a very small ground. I mean, in the first game, England should have got 500, which, you know, 10 and over in a 50 over game is, is ridiculous. And, and probably England are probably the only team in the world that are capable of getting that score because they just, they're, they're power hitters. They're, their team is a, a power hitting team. 
actually, it's almost like a 2020 team that bats 50 overs. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the value probably will lie in, in, in man of the match because I think you can take out the England bowlers and you can definitely take out uh, the Dutch team because they're probably not... None of them are going to be man of the match unless unless something miracle happens and and they come competitive in the game. So I think I think the man of the match for for England batsmen uh, is probably value because they're probably inflated prices. So if you look at the top of the order, England order, you've got Jason Roy, you've got Phil Salt. Both of them have got heavy runs in the first two games. Roy was man of the match today. Um, he got seventy odd, and and Phil Salt has got two hundred ninety nine runs in both in the two games combined. So probably them two man the match maybe, but again you could probably back the top four England batsmen to be man the match because England are not going to be bowled out against the, uh, the Dutch side because they're such a golfing class. So it could probably be something where you probably if you back the top England four top England four batsmen as man the match is probably the value, Ed. Yeah, great great shout, John. Basically to break that down for you guys at home. John is saying that the top England run scorer money line is exactly the same bet as the man of the match money line because there's such a huge gulf in class. And let's just pick out some prices for you there. Butler plus 650, Livingston plus 900, Jason Roy, who already has a match gong, plus 600. I think that's the way to go. Stick with those England top three, top four. You can Dutch all of them, if you excuse the pun. You can Dutch all those top four and you're still going to be making money. So that's the way to go. That's the way to play this particular game. Also spotted, I think, on Bet Rivers, um, individual score in the match over 103 at minus 118. I think that's a good that's a good bet. Check that out online. Um, I've got a bit of a feeling for Max O'Dowd for top Netherlands run scorer and money lines. Gone close once, probably should have won it. A bit disappointed he didn't because I backed him. Um, a lot of bad beats actually recently, John, by a few runs here or there. Lucky. So it's a, it's a tricky time, but you've got to try and maintain patience and your discipline. Always take wrong prices. And Max O'Dowd is going to be a wrong price, we think, here. 350. It is a bet on how often he wins. So you can put him down in your notebook. Anything else you spotted on this game, John, before we move on to something more competitive, hopefully? No, no, I, I concur with everything you said. I mean, Phil Salt for me, he, he's the, the batsman that's got probably the most to play for because he's he's only just got into the side. He needs to hold his place in the side and he's already got 199 runs in the first two matches. So I thought top batsman for him. You know, unlike the Butlers and the Livingstons, who are world stars, Phil Salt isn't. So I, I would have thought that Phil Salt has probably got um, a little bit more to prove than the others. So for my, I, I think sort of Roy and, and Salt, I would probably back as top batsmen. But I think the value, as you said, is probably in the man of the match. OK, thanks, John. Let's move on. Before we do, a reminder, the best picks come at the end of the show. And just a quick reminder, do give us a subscribe on the Bet Rivers. YouTube channel, likewise, on whoever you get your podcasts from. Next game, England versus New Zealand. It's a test match. It's a five-day test match on Thursday, starting on Thursday. Incredible stuff, this series we've seen. Bet Rivers prices for you. The money line, England minus 112. New Zealand plus 220. And the draw plus 340. England are 2-0 up. The series is one. It's done. 
New Zealand can't come back. Uh, and in extraordinary circumstances. We've been talking about 50 over cricket in this show and some T20 in previous shows, but England played 2020 cricket on the last few hours of that last test match. Absolutely incredible. What do you make of it, John? Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Everyone says that test cricket's on the way out and it's, it's a dying, the traditional game, which is is the dying format. But, I mean, if Test cricket is played like that game at Tempbridge, it's got no worries. It was a, such a, a fascinating game. I mean, for New Zealand to score over 500 and lose the game, I mean, you know, that's unheard of 20 years ago, Ed, isn't it? It's yeah. just the, the, game was, the game was played at such a pace. And then, to be honest with you, I mean, obviously, Stokes, he's done it before, but, you know, that was tailor-made for Bairstow in that last innings, wasn't it? You know, where, where, where you've got to play, as you said, Ed, a sort of like a a twenty twenty innings where you you know you're you're going to overrun a ball that situation for both Stokes and obviously Bearstow with that unbelievable what did he get one hundred thirty six off ninety balls yeah. uh, it was just brilliant so you're right it's, it was it was t twenty quick t twenty cricket that last day um, and I, I think that yeah it was tailor made for for Bearstow to do that he was either going to fail or he's going to come off and he came off so it was just brilliant it was brilliant to watch. Okay, Uh, New Zealand seemed very down to me. We've had a gut feel for England almost all series, haven't we? Um, And if you were to look at the form book, uh, you'd think it was bizarre that England were doing so well and we were sticking with England. But Test Match Cricket is a very psychological game. Once you get a bad beat like New Zealand have just had, and they had a disappointing defeat in the first Test, it was a game they probably should have won. Uh, psychologically, they're not in a great place. Do you factor that into your betting, John, or do you just resolutely stick to the form book, which would say you have to back New Zealand at those inflated odds on the money line? No, I, I agree. I mean, I always look at I always look at the favourite. Well, the way I work, Ed, I always look at the favourite, and I say to myself, would I would I would I want to back it, or would I want to be against it? And I look at England's prices, you say, round about even money, just, just odds on minus um, 112. Now, would I want to back that or would I want to be against it? So um, I, I look at that and I think, well, as you said, England have won the series. Let's, they're 2 nil up, up. So the series is over. England have got a bowling attack where you've got a 39-year-old and a 35-year-old as your, your, your main two bowlers. So I, I've got a feeling that, Jimmy Anderson will definitely be rested, I think, in this in this third and final game. He, he looks a bit, a little bit shaky in that second innings at Trent Bridge. He was pulling up a little bit, so I don't think he'll play. Bear in mind that England have got a very, very important Test match on starting on the first of July. We are two one down in a series against India, where this this match is carried over. So it's a very, very important Test match against India starting on the first of July at, at Edgbaston. And then after that, we've got a three-match test series against Sri Lanka starting on the 17th of August, going through to the uh, early week of uh, first week of September. So that's when you want your Jimmy Anderson and your Stuart Broad playing for those games where, where there's something on the line. There's nothing on the line for this test match. So I expect the new coach, uh, Baz McCullum, to definitely re- Anderson won't play and possibly Stuart Broad won't play either. Now, you could argue that Stuart Broad has bowled particularly well in this series. But if you take them two out of the bowling attack, and we bear in mind we haven't got um, uh, a spinner that has performed particularly well recently. 
Then you're looking at the top bowler and you're thinking to yourself, well, hang on a second, what's the England bowling attack going to be for this test match? We've got um, young Matt Potts that's come in and has done particularly well, but it's only going to be his third test match. And he he would he possibly, if you actually look at it, would now is going to be sort of like the favourite in, in the top bowling market if you, if you yeah. take Anderson and Broad out. So I definitely think there's a bit of value in that market. Okay. Talk to us about the venue. Talk to us about the pitch. We want to get some player picks, but I think if we learn anything from Trent Bridge, if we get the pitch wrong, then a lot can go wrong picks-wise. What's it going to be like? Yeah, it's Headingley, Yorkshire. Probably the average first inning score has been roughly been about 300, 310, probably a bit higher. I mean, if you go back 20, 30 years, Ed, when we were young boys, Headingley used to be a seam bowler's paradise, didn't it? And teams used to get skittled out for like 160, 170. But now it's 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 a bit more of a batting pitch now. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, score, first inning score around about 330, 330, 340. Um, and I think the fact that England have brought in uh, Jamie Overton into the squad tells you what they're thinking. I think they're going to rotate. I really do. I don't think I don't think um, they will uh, play Anderson and Broad in this particular game. So that's going to mean their bowling is uh, going to be a little bit inexperienced. Um, Overton, when, when England played at uh, Headingley, this is Craig Overton, the brother, when England played at Headingley last year against India, where we beat them quite convincingly, Overton got wickets in both innings. So I think he's going to be the value to get to be the top England bowler. Uh, as you say, with New Zealand, there's a lot of um, they looked they've looked undercooked in this series. Let's be honest about, it, especially the top all the batsmen, Latham, uh, Young, uh, Williamson. Obviously missed last the last game because of COVID. He hasn't played enough Red, Red Bull cricket, whether he comes back or not. Uh, Devon Conway, uh, he's had COVID recently. He hasn't got any runs. A couple of um, you know, he's looked, looked bright in, one, in a couple of innings, but he hasn't scored runs consistently. Where the New Zealand runs have come have been in sort of the middle order. So I'd be looking at the value players like Daryl Mitchell, who scored runs a couple of times. He's got 100, you know, twice. And 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 Tom Blundell as well. So that, that, that'll that be the area for runs, really, in sort of the New Zealand middle order. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting because, as I say, you, you think that England should win this because New Zealand look very, very undercooked. But it's the fact that the series is already over. So I wouldn't be rushing to back England at minus 212. Yeah, New Zealand could be depleted themselves. Kyle Jameson looks an unlikely starter to me. Devon Conway, Michael Bracewell have both tested positive for COVID. So it's a race against time for them. And Kane Williamson, who missed that second test because of COVID, uh, is also on a race against time. Although I suspect he's probably... Very close to being in the clear. A couple of prices to pick out from what John said. Uh, Matty Potts, top bowler, probably all the threes, plus three, three, three. I think a lot of bookmakers are going to still list Anderson and Broad. Uh, so check the Bet Rivers site before you play, of course. Um, somebody like Mitchell for runs for New Zealand, plus 500, plus 600. Tom Blundell, plus 900, uh, I think. And and Craig Overton for top England wickets. I'd be very surprised if we get uh, anything shorter than plus 400. So that could well be a bet. Um, I'd also check Hamish Rutherford's price. We might get plus 500, plus 600 for him because he's got... Decent experience of English conditions and I expect him to come into this team. 
because of all those uh, injury or illness problems for New Zealand. And just a big, big number which might float your boat for this one. And if it does seem or swing around, generally the rule at Headingley is, when I say seam or swing around, I'm talking about the ball moving around in the air or off the pitch. And that makes it very difficult for batters to get in. That's what happens at Headingley when there is cloud cover. But when the sun is out, it's really easy for batters. The rule about Headingley, they always say, is look up. And that will inform what is going to be happening in the game. Um, but a big number, as I said, in case it's seeming and swinging around, is Tim Southey for top New Zealand bat on the money line. It's going to be some really huge numbers. Could well be a pick. Uh, before we finish off, John, anything from you? No, I, the, only, the only other thing I would add there in that is I thought Neil Wagner, the, the left arm of New Zealand, was probably unlucky not to be selected in the last Test match at Trent Bridge. I mean, he he's a different bowler entirely. You talk about swing bowlers. He, he puts it into the pitch, bowls short, and, and he's, he's unique in that respect. I mean, he bowls short all, a lot of the time. The majority of his bowls, balls are into the pitch and he gets the batsman on the back foot. So, as you said, if it doesn't if it doesn't swing at Headingley and he plays, he could be very unique in, 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 in the, the way he, he bowls in that particular top bowler market. So, I, I think the plus 250 for Neil Wagner for top um, New Zealand bowler could be value because, um, as I say, I think he was unlucky not to play in the last match and um, yeah, I just think that, that, that New Zealand again they could they could change their bowling. I think he, I think then he might come in for Matt Henry. Okay, great stuff. All our games are done. Ticks for all three matches. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and give us a like on the podcast producer of your choice. The two top picks from each of us now. This is the best pit. John, who have you got? Probably Sri Lanka for me. I mean, as I said to you, Ed, I. I I couldn't believe. I watched that game today and I thought to myself, even though it's 2-1 at the moment, I actually thought that, 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 that Sri Lanka, there wouldn't be much in the betting. And when I saw that plus 200 for, well, sorry, plus 175 for Sri Lanka, I, I think that's a, a huge price. So for me, that'd be my main bet, plus uh, 175 Sri Lanka to win that next ODI. Uh, and my other bet would be top New Zealand batsman. I think if you look at the runs that have been scored in this series, I don't think the market actually f- reflects that really because if you look at the, lo- the New Zealand top order, Latham, uh, Williamson, as I didn't play last match, didn't get any runs in the first test. And so there's a lot of, for me, there's a lot of dead wood in that particular market. So I, I look at Tom Blunt and, and, and Daryl Mitchell because they performed consistently t- in both test matches in a losing side. So for me, Daryl Mitchell, I'd go for uh, plus 600, Ed, for top New Zealand bat would be my second bet. Okay, great. My two picks for you are in the Netherlands versus England ODI. Let's have some of Max O'Dowd on the top Netherlands money line. Batsman, uh, plus 400. And in that England versus New Zealand, I'm also going to play that top New Zealand bat money line, but I'm going to do a four figures uh, bet on Tim Southey. You should get some really big numbers on him. That's about it for episode four of the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again soon with more top picks and great cricket chat. See you then. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Cricket on the Bet Rivers Network.